Hello, welcome to the fifth episode of the Insta Universe podcast, and today we are going to talk about your ideal client. I often hear people talk about their ideal client, but they don't really know who this person is. So today we're going to dive into how to define this person and how to talk to them in your content so you can easily sell to them without being salesy. Of course, you don't want to be like sleazy. We want to attract clients in a very authentic and normal way. So if you're ready, get out your piece of paper and a pen or I don't know, just listen to the podcast and take out your iPhone notes and let's answer some questions about your ideal client. Before we're going to start today, I do want to plug my own um, course. I'm sorry about that. It's my podcast. I have to do it. Um, Insta Universe University is going live on June 21st. It's an eight-week course that focuses on sales on Instagram. So I'm not going to just cover how to take good pictures and write converting content. I will also really teach you how to generate leads from Instagram and how to make sales. So we're also going to um, cover some scripts and I will push you out of your comfort zone because the only way to make sales is to practice. So at the end of each week, you'll have a one-on-one call with me. I don't want to do group coaching calls because... I really like the personal attention. I want to give you personalized advice. So at the end of each week, you just schedule your call with me and we'll just go over everything that you've learned that week. Um, So June 21st, that's going live. I'm working really hard to put everything online and to get it ready. And then on June 15th, we're going to start the Cosmos Challenge. It's a free challenge. You can just partake in that. It will just give you a little bit of a taste of the Insta Universe University. And it's focused on converting your followers to clients. So if you don't want to do the Insta Universe University, don't worry. You can you can try the Cosmos Challenge for free. I will let you know when that's online. And there's my cat again. Cat noises are always welcome in my podcast. Um, so yeah, June 15th. And June 21st, write that down in your agenda. And let's get started on ideal clients. And this podcast is inspired by you guys. You guys keep asking great questions. And and then I'll be like, ooh, I need to answer this collectively because I know that this information is going to be useful for everyone. So if you have any questions specific about your business or how to run your Instagram or how to generate sales from your Instagram, feel free to DM me, send me an email, send me a message. I will make sure to answer you there or think of a podcast to answer your question. Um, so yeah, this this podcast, again, thank you so much for asking all of these questions. It's so useful to make content, really. And I know that you're going to like it because you're asking the, uh, the questions. So keep them coming. Now, for ideal client... Um, It's a difficult topic, I have to admit, because for each and every business, it's a different person, and for each and every business, it's a different process. However, I do feel that uh, if I look at clients and if I look at friends around me, um, there's a certain pattern. Like In business, a lot of entrepreneurs, they focus on, okay, I am creating a product, I'm creating a service, and then I'm going to sell it to everyone who needs it. Instead, I think that we should turn that process around. Like, okay, let's do some research in the market. What's happening there? What do people need? Um, And then create a product or a service 
that caters to that need. I think we should really focus on creating that community and looking at that community first before we sell anything to the community. Because in your head, you might have this amazing product, this amazing service, but if no one's asking for it, then it's going to be very difficult to sell and you'll be um, let down and disappointed. And that's just not what we want, right? We want to make sales, be happy, have a business, be entrepreneurial, etc., etc. So if I can give you any advice in the beginning, it's just first do your market research. Look around and see if there are people that need your um that need your help and what type of person is that and, and what they look like and what are the emotions and everything. We're going to dive deeper into that later, but look at the person you want to sell to first, see what they need and then design your product or your service. Now, what I often see is that if I ask someone, okay, what's your ideal client? The most common answer, like nine out of 10 times, I can just give this to you on paper is I get the answer, okay, my ideal client is a female entrepreneur between 25 and 40 years old with a high income living in this area. And that's great, right? I really appreciate the research. I really appreciate that you know the demographic information about your ideal client, but what's the specific problem they're dealing with? If you want to write persuasive um, text or if you want to write like, converting captions, you need to grab this person's attention. And the only way to grab a person's attention is that we that we covered this in the, um, what's it called, the Instagram caption podcast. But if you want to grab someone's attention, you need to speak their language. You need to know what's going on in their mind to grab their attention. If I know that you are struggling with Instagram sales, you're struggling with um, creating leads on Instagram, I will use those words in the first sentence to grab your attention. So if you don't know what's what's in the mind of your ideal client, if you don't know what they're struggling with, then you're not going to be able to speak to them. So having this demographic information is great. Good start. Now let's answer some questions to get to a deeper level of your ideal client. I have a very long list of questions about the ideal client, but let me just grab it really quick. It's in the Insta Universe University. There it is. It's a long list of questions that you have to answer before you really get to know your ideal client, but I'm going to just cover a few of them today. The biggest themes in the ideal client department are what's your client's dream? What's their desire? What do they really, really want? What's the re desired result? What do they want? What's their dream, right? That's the right side of the picture. Then on the left side of the picture, there's what is my client struggling with? Like what what is it what is happening in their life that just makes them feel shitty and makes them want something or makes them need something so on the left side of the rainbow is the things that they are struggling with it's the pain points like what's happening in their life that is causing pain at the moment and then in the middle of that rainbow are things that are keeping them from reaching that desired result so they want to change they want to do something in their life they want to transform they want to fix the problem but something is holding them back and you need to figure out what that thing is so if you picture a rainbow those are the three things you need to focus on for your ideal client what what are they struggling with what is their biggest desire and then what's keeping them from reaching that desired goal Let's talk about desire for a minute because desire um, is very framed. You don't have unlimited options in desire. 
because every product, every service in the world, you can kind of trace back to, I believe, four desires. Um, and those four are either love and acceptance, um, more money or career success, health, mental or physical, and ease and convenience. So your client, your ideal client either desires one of these four things. And I know this is difficult because I have an online store in figure skating um, apparel. It doesn't really cater to one of these four things, right? It's a luxury item. And I know that many of you have a luxury item. Um, we'll talk about the pain points in a minute. Um, so it's very difficult to trace that product or service back to one of those four pillars. Now, I'm not saying you have to fake something or you have to create something, but this goes a little bit deeper and some, it sounds philosophical, but let me just kind of try to explain it. Um, I've traced my products back to love and acceptance. Um, I know that my apparel ha has a specific design and I know that if you wear the apparel, I want to create this feeling of community. So if you are wearing one of my t-shirts, if you are wearing one of my designs, I want you to feel part of the figure skating community. I want you to feel um, proud of your figure skating um, apparel. Now, if you're not wearing one of these shirts, you feel left out. So what you want to do is you want to buy a t-shirt to kind of belong to the group, which traces back to the acceptance. I know it's far-fetched, Okay, I know it sounds really philosophical, but it's a very good way of selling my product. So if you have a luxury product that's difficult to sell, which is like a nice to have, but not like a must have, do try to figure out what it um, what it stands for and what desire you're actually catering to. It's, it's possible, but you have to dive deep, okay? On the other side of desire is pain. Okay, there, that's the other side of the rainbow. But there's different levels of pain. You have this high urgency of pain, like, oh my goodness, I cannot like, deal with this anymore. I can't sleep. It's haunting me at night. I'm lying awake. I need to solve this problem right now. That's like a high sense of pain that you need it solved at this minute. But there's also a lower sense of pain, right? That's just like a little annoyance, like, okay, yeah, it's annoying that I don't have this and this and that, but... My priority is not there. I don't have the money to spend on this little annoyance. It's a pain, yes, but it's not as big or not as urgent as the other pain. So you need to figure out what type of pain you're catering to. If you're a plumber, for example, you have a very easy business because everyone needs you to be at their house like at this minute. If my hardwood floors are covered in water, if like my whole apartment is flooded, you bet your butt I'm going to call a plumber and I need him to be there at this minute. I need him to be at my house right now to fix this water issue. So that's like a big pain. I lie awake at night if something like that would happen and I didn't have someone to fix it at the minute, at this moment, right? That's a big pain. It's urgent. It's, it has a sense of priority. An example of a small annoyance would be my mattress. Like I sleep on this mattress from Ikea. Okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna name and shame, but okay, I, just, I said it, so Ikea. Um, it's a mattress, it's good, I sleep on it, but there are days that I wake up with a little back pain. Now, the back pain, I'm young, I don't really care, I'm fine, you know, I'll just keep moving and my day goes on. So there's not really, for me, a priority to spend four or 500 euros on a new mattress because, you know, there's just no urgency. However, if you can show me as a company, as a mattress company, that sleeping on this 
mattress for one more day is going to give me long-term health effects, bad health effects, then yes, I might reconsider. Because if I know that if I sleep on this mattress for two more months and that my back is going to, um, you know, grow crooked, I don't know, and uh, give me some long-term back pain, then yes, I might really reconsider buying a new mattress because then I feel this sense of urgency. So do you see how that pain point connected to one of the of one of the desires like that's why it's a rainbow the desire is the other side of the pain so you need to connect the dots there what you do need to keep in mind is that there are different pain points for different people so for me the mattress isn't really a big deal but for someone else this might be like life-changing okay if um, they really can't sleep at night and they have this really bad ache all day and that's why they can't work, they can't concentrate, they can't perform in their sport, then that pain for them is much worse than for me. So you have to kind of figure out what person has the high urgency of pain because that is the person that you're going to sell to very easily. If someone has this high urgency problem in their mind and you have the solution, then that's easy, right? That's just one and one is two. So figure out who this person is by looking at their pain points, how bad their pain points are, and look at the desired result and if you can offer that result, because that's very important. You do need to kind of walk your talk, right? Okay, so you have your desires, you have your pain points. Now we need to look at what's in the middle. What is holding your ideal client back from actually reaching their desired results and they can this can be anything right I mean you you have to really get to know your ideal client this can be anything from money problems not feeling the priority um, not having the knowledge or the skills not having the support system in family and friends oh this can be anything like what is holding your client back from reaching their desired goal you have to look at your product look at the thing you're offering and look at what your client is struggling with what's not connecting there why are they not reaching that goal what's happening in their life that they're not reaching that goal let's use an easy example to demonstrate this um, topic let's say you're a fitness trainer right you have this program you made this fitness program for someone so that they can lose weight eat healthy and create healthy habits in their life this is great. Everyone wants that. That's one of the desires. You want a healthy body. You want to be physically healthy. You want to be mentally healthy. So that's one of the desires. That's great. The pain point is probably that someone, um, you know, feels overweight. They don't feel confident. They can't really date because of that. They don't feel confident in, in you know, dating or being themselves or wearing trendy clothes. So yeah, we've got the pain points. We've got the urgency. We've got the desire. But then why are they not purchasing your product? What's, what's happening? Most likely, um, yeah, okay. It could be your price. You could be very expensive. Um, or the priority just isn't there enough. You know, you have a very high price, but they're like, okay, yeah, losing weight is like, it's it's a priority, but it's not huge. I'm not lying awake because of that. So it could be your pricing. But let's look at something more interesting. It could also be that they're scared of commitment. Like if they pay you this amount right now and they are actually going to start this program of losing weight and finally gaining the confidence they need in dating and everything, they might be scared. Right? Most of the time, people don't purchase because they're, 
they're scared. They have this fear of like, oh my God, I'm going to do this commitment. I'm going to actually pay this person to change my life. I'm not ready for that yet. I'm, I'm just not in the mood. Okay. So that's a more interesting um, topic to look at. Yes, pricing is a factor, but it's not the underlying reason someone's not purchasing. So it's very interesting to look at your own business as um, a fear. Like what can people fear? And is it the fear of commitment or is it the fear that your product doesn't meet their expectations? Because if you feel like your ideal client is going to think that, like, okay, this is a big price. How is that going to meet my expectations? You need to tackle that like on your sales page. You need to tackle that um, in your discovery calls. You need to make a list of these things and tackle them one by one because it's your job, right? It's your job not to convince someone they should buy your product, but to show them that it's the solution to their problem. And that's how you sell something without being salesy. There's a problem, your ideal client has pain points, you have the solution, you just have to get them across this line, across this fear of purchasing. So just, you know, if you're going to do any discovery calls or prepare your sales conversations, um, draw the rainbow just draw the rainbow on the left side are all the pain points okay what's happening in my client's head in my client's life what are the um you know the things that are bothering them at the moment then on the other side of the rainbow is what's the dream like what do they want to achieve in life what are their goals and you know just paint this beautiful picture for them and then in the middle you draw a line and you say okay what's holding them back from reaching the other side of the rainbow and those are the things you're going to tackle on your sales page and in your sales conversations and your discovery calls then the interesting part is how do you get to know these pain points and how do you know what the dream is of your ideal client and the answer to that for me is very simple you have to do market research you can't just you know think up some type of situation that your ideal client is in you have to actually know so there's a few ways to do this you can just ask them directly say listen I see that you're struggling with this and this I mean you've told me so um, what's going on in your life as a result of this struggle right so ask them that question like what's happening in your life and you'll get like the very specific answer from your ideal client it can be anything from uh, it's giving me stress in my job which makes me less focused and if I'm less focused I can't achieve my goals in my job you know it's a very specific thing or um, I don't know in my case it would be you know if someone's not doing Instagram marketing very well then maybe they are not making enough money so their business is not going to run by itself and if your business is not running by itself then that means that you've kind of failed at your dream of becoming an entrepreneur so there's different layers like I've said before and just go out and ask your audience like okay what's happening in your life as a result of this struggle ask them this specific question and they will give you a very specific answer um, if you can, write down the words that they use or either record the conversation, ask them if you can record it or, I don't know, write down notes, whatever it is. And it's going to take a few conversations to kind of get this down. It's not going to be like, okay, the first conversation you ever have with your client is going to be amazing and you're going to understand exactly what's going on in their mind. Um, but after a while, you will hear the same types of stories and the same types of problems come across the board. And you can kind of get a good understanding of what your ideal client is going through mentally and emotionally when they're trying to purchase your product. Another very sneaky way I do uh, market research is by joining a bunch of Facebook groups that are relevant to my niche. And I kind of look at the conversations that are going on inside of that group. Um, not only does it give me like 
a sense of the topics that are going around in my ideal client's head, but it also gives me a sense of the level they're at. Um, you know, I talk Instagram marketing all the time. And so for me, it's like second nature, but I can totally understand that when you're new to this, even taking photos can be difficult. And so I have to kind of understand the level of my ideal client and get back down to earth like okay listen they're not at your level they're here right now and you need to help them get to your level so facebook groups are a great way to get to know your ideal client especially if you have a few in your niche what's also great about facebook groups is the fact that you can look at their language um people use certain words like you and i we use jargon in our daily lives. You know, if I'm talking about Instagram marketing, I talk about leads, I talk about sales, I talk about like terms that are very specific to me and that I understand. But I'm sure that my ideal client will look at me like, what? Like, what are you saying? I don't even know what a sales funnel is. So by reading Facebook group conversations, I kind of understand what words my ideal client uses. And so then I can take over those words and use them in my sales page or in my sales conversation or discovery calls. And that will make me kind of level with my ideal client. A question I like to ask to focus on the positive, because you know, if you focus on the pain points all the time, it's going to be a very negative situation and you don't want someone to be like, okay, my situation is so crappy, I can't fix this, I'm sorry, I'm gonna end the sales call with you right now. You don't wanna be in that mind space, you want it to be positive. So once you've kind of understand what's going on in their life as a result of the struggle, just you know, keep it simple, but keep it um, on a certain level, you wanna ask about their dream situation. So what I like to ask is, okay, what is your best possible situation? What would that look like? Describe to me what it would look like if you did not have this struggle in your life. If this pain point didn't exist for you, then what would your day-to-day -day life look like? Explain that to me. And usually you will get this very grand answer of, yes, I'm going to be rich and I'm going to be um, so happy and so grateful and life will be amazing and it will be unicorns and rainbows and everything. And that's great. you got to write down what the dream is for that person because for some people it can be very specific. Like if you uh, finally understand Instagram marketing, that that means that you can finally have your own business and you can have financial um, freedom or whatever. That's a very specific dream. But you have to, if you're the one that's going to sell something, sell the solution, you have to show that person that they are allowed to live that dream right now. Because most of the time people, and I'm sure you've done it yourself, like, okay, I'm going to be happy if I've reached this weight. I'm going to be happy if I have this amount on my bank account. I'm going to be this if I have that, right? The if part um, or the if when part is just, it's, it's, you know, it stops us from reaching true success. So you got to kind of play into that if when situation. You got to say, listen. Okay, you are great as you are right now. You are, um, you have taken the first step. Congratulations, you've taken the first step to getting on this call with me, to having this conversation with me. That's the first step. You are acknowledging that you have something, you have a little bit of a problem, you have a little bit of a struggle, but I'm so proud of you for taking the first step to solving this problem, right? That's what you have to acknowledge because that person will be like, oh my gosh, yes, I have taken the first step to my dream. You know, getting on that call can be, you know, quite a big step for some people. So acknowledging the fact that they've already taken the first step to that dream means they're already on their way. And then it's just only a very small part to close the conversation and say, listen, if you want to reach that situation that you just told me, 
and you are convinced that I'm the person to help you, then you know let's let's do this. Let's uh, let's sign this contract. And uh, what can I um, send to you to make this official? You know, what do you want our next steps to be? Basically, I understand this is a lot of information, and I ramble on all the time. Um, so I can understand that you're listening and you're like, what the f is she talking about? Um, ideal client research is difficult. Okay, it's not something that you just do and have an answer to the next day. I mean, yes, there are worksheets out there. There is a worksheet in the Insta Universe University that will give you some kind of guideline as to who your ideal client is. But the only true way to find out who that ideal client is is to either get clients, just anyone, anyone who's willing to buy from you, and kind of um, work your way backwards and say, okay, listen, I really like working with this and this person, not so much with this person, and, and kind of explain to yourself why you don't like to work with that person and why you do like to work with the other person. That's a way of finding out your ideal client. The other way is by researching first and just really setting your goals on a certain type of person and then do doing all your marketing that way. Just really just writing the right messages, um, taking the right pictures, sending the right DMs, you know, then it's you're working your way forward basically. But if you have no idea where to start, okay, so join the Facebook group. That was one of my tips. Um, asking anyone that kind of um, looks like your ideal client, like, listen, can I just have a conversation with you? Um, the other way of doing that is just by Instagram stories. Use the poll function and just take a day and go out and do polls and say, listen, who of my followers here needs help with yada, yada, yada? Who here is a yada, yada, yada? You know, you got to just ask your audience questions. And of course, you're not going to get like a million responses the first day because people are not really um, there to help you and serve you to find your ideal client. But I'm sure that if you repeat those steps, maybe like four times over the course of four weeks, maybe you do one of these um, poll things once a week and you just do it for four weeks you will have enough answers and you also have enough Instagram accounts to look at and to scan and see okay what type of person is this uh, what are their um, hobbies what are their favorite colors you kind of get a sense of a person if you look at their profile so if you can write that down and analyze the people that have answered your Instagram poll then it's quite easy to form some type of customer avatar it's easy to write um, your customer avatar and if you don't know what a customer avatar is it's like a small essay like <laughs> not longer than one page but write down a name give this give this person um, a job a hobby an age kind of describe their day-to-day -day life and um, you're personifying your ideal client so that's kind of your customer avatar so gather all the information that has been left on your Instagram profile through the polls and stuff like that and, and analyze it. And based off of that, you're going to create your customer avatar. Now, it's not the holy grail. I'm not saying that once you have this ideal client, you're going to make massive sales. Like That's not how it ha happens or I wish it did. I really wish it did. I wish it was that easy because I would have done a lot more research. But at one point in time, you just have to start. You're just going to say, okay, I'm going to take this target audience, I'm going to talk to this ideal client, and I'm just going to start, and I'm going to see where I'm headed, and I'm going to see what people I attract. You have to start. If you never start, you're never going to meet anyone who's going to buy from you. So 
Um, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, you do have to do your research and you do have to know who you're talking to. And if you talk to very specific pain points, people will feel understood and will feel heard. And if people feel heard, they will, um, be more likely to hire you because like, oh my gosh, yes, this girl totally gets me. I have to hire her for the job. So yes, it's important to know the pain points. It's important to know the dream. It's important to be able to communicate those things. You know, that's the second part of it. You have to really be able to talk about it and write about it and just communicate it in video. But it's not the end of the world if you don't have it fully set in stone. Does that make sense? Like, I know I'm kind of contradicting myself here, but have a sense of who you're talking to. Try it out. See if it fits with your brand. Keep it going for like three or four months. If that doesn't attract any people or if it doesn't attract the person you were hoping to attract, reassess, analyze, see what you can change in your messaging, see what you can change in your photos, etc. See what you can change in your branding and your sales page or your even your offer. And then try again, a couple more months, talk to a different ideal client, get different pain points, different dreams. Test it out, look what you're going for, look what kind of clients are attracted to you and who you're closing deals with, and then reassess, analyze. It's a living thing. It's not something that once you've decided, okay, this is my ideal client, I just, I'm going to talk to this person for the rest of my life. It's not going to be like that because at one point or another, the business will change as well, right? The niche will change as well and your industry will change. And so you have to reassess anyway. Right? I mean, Instagram marketing is really hot right now and a lot of people are doing it and I'm doing it, but I'm sure that in five years, Instagram marketing um, techniques and Instagram sales coaching will not be as effective as it is now because we've moved on to another platform or we moved on to another social media or whatever. And, you know, then why are you still doing Instagram marketing? So your ideal client will change in time. It will change with every offer that you make, but be sure that if you make an offer, if you do offer some type of product or some, some type of service, it's going to be to a specific person. Let me tell you a secret. Even when I'm making the Insta Universe University, I have thought to myself, oh my goodness, did I really just choose this ideal client? And is this really going to work? Those thoughts have gone through my head, okay? I've changed ideal client in the last two and a half years, maybe three or four times. So it's completely normal. It's completely okay to be afraid of who you're choosing your ideal client to be. My cat obviously wants to join this conversation. She has some thoughts on this topic too. But anyway, it's totally okay to doubt yourself with that. And, and everyone in business does that. They're like, oh, goodness, did I choose the right person? Is this the right market for me? Um, you're, those things are going to run through your mind. And they've gone through my mind as well. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as you just keep going. And what I see happen a lot is people choose an ideal client. And then they'll make their offer. They'll do their market research. They'll make an offer. They'll you know make a product. And then halfway through creating that thing, they're like, shit, did I really choose the right person? And that's the point where most of the people get discouraged and they stop making a product or they stop making an offer. And then they'll come to me and like, yeah, my idea client's not working out and that's why I didn't make this service or I didn't make this product. And I'm like, yeah, but did you really give it a try though? Like, did you actually sell it to someone did you actually give it a year you know you got to give it a year a year is okay it's a long time it sounds like a really long time but 
really in business a year it's nothing okay you got to test it out and tweak it and test it out again tweak it again and um, you know proactively reach out to other people that look like your ideal client sell it to them let them try it out give them you know let them give that you feedback and just you have to tweak your product again and that's just the whole process um, but if you didn't give this product a year with your current ideal client don't tell me that you've tried it out because you haven't it's only in your head that it doesn't work out and even if you don't reach your ideal client which I'm sure you will because if you have the right pain points and you have the right dreams and you have the right factors holding them back, you will speak to your ideal client. But even if you don't, someone will be heard and they'll be like, yes, oh my goodness, I need your help. Even if that person doesn't fit the customer avatar or doesn't fit the profile of your ideal client at first sight. And that's, you know, that's what I just said. You have to get some clients first to work backwards. You have to just, you know, take on different clients, look at them, analyze them and say, okay, this is the type of person that I'm attracting with my business model, with my personality, with my business. This is the type of person that comes to me for help. And once you can find some, you know, common factor in these people, you will find your ideal client. So again, it can go both ways. You can just research all you want and then try it out for a year or you can just go ahead and take on every client and then work your way backwards. Either way, you need to find out who you're serving um, and answer their specific problem. Yeah, so I can sit here all I want and talk on a podcast and give you all the tips and tricks you need to know to figure out your ideal client. But my best advice that I can give you today, and I know it's pretty much of a Debbie Downer, but the best advice I can give you is go and try it. Do it. Don't come to me. If you haven't tried it for a year, do not ask me for advice. If it's a good ideal client or not, you can think of that yourself. Go ahead and try it. If you're not comfortable selling a product yet, like if it's something that's of a high price or it's high ticket, give it for free. Okay, that sounds kind of weird, but just um, ask three people that are in your ideal client um, profile. Ask them to try it out and say, Okay, I'm giving you this for free, but what I expect of you is um, answers to these questions and you'll give them a questionnaire and you'll ask them the questions and you'll ask them for feedback and you'll just look at what they're giving you. And yes, you know, giving people things for free sounds kind of scary, but if it's going to make your product better in the long run and more sellable to your ideal client, do it. It's worth it. So go out, do it test it out, see what you get back as a result, and then try again. I hope this was helpful. I know the advice of going out and trying it yourself is kind of like a letdown after this podcast, but an ideal client profile is so personal and you have to do it yourself. You really have to look at your own business and your own uh, personality and look at what type of people you want to work with. So yeah, the only advice I can give you is go ahead and try it. Um, I had this whole script today. I had all of these questions next to me that I'm just noticing. But, you know, once I keep talking, I keep talking, I keep rambling. And then the podcast ended up in a totally different direction than I thought it was going to be. But I hope it was useful for you. If you have any questions about this topic or anything else, you know where to find me. You can DM me. You can email me. You can write, I don't know, write something on my website. I don't care. Uh, I will see it. I will read it. And I will answer you either. Uh, directly or I will answer it in a podcast so I hope this was okay for you 
I'm a little skeptic because I really thought I was going to have a different podcast, but okay. Um, I hope there was some golden nuggets for you in here and that you can go ahead and have some more inspiration for your business. So I hope to see you next time. I'm really grateful that you're here. If you want to leave a review, go ahead and do that. And I will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>